Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup. And you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25, in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination for 2022, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. You're listening to an LA Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. And it's Hughes. He's got Fontaine on the two-on-one. Hughes shoots and scores. Jack Hughes, and it's three-to-one Huskies. Uh, what a shot from Jack Hughes, the freshman, youngest player in college hockey. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Ordinarily, I am no huge fan of self-promotion, but we've been putting out some pretty strong episodes this summer, and we've been getting a ton of positive feedback. So if you'd like to help us out, there is something you can do. Leave a positive review on your podcast platform of choice. Give us five stars, submit a nice comment, whatever you can. I'd really appreciate it. And on a personal note, I just want to say while you're out and about in the world, if you ever get really good customer service at a store or restaurant, wherever you are, uh, if you have the time, ask to speak to the manager and tell them about the person doing a great job is something I've done for years. And I've worked in retail, security, data entry. I spent two summers on the salmon docks in Alaska. doesn't matter what line of work you're in. Somebody tells your boss you're doing a great job. Those comments matter and they're appreciated. So that's my moralizing and pleading for good reviews for the day. We got a chance to talk to Jack Hughes. We're thrilled to bring you that conversation here. Then when that's over, stick around. I talked to Owen Sound associate coach Jordan Hill. He told me all about the Kings seventh round draft pick, Caleb Lawrence. Joining us now, Jack Hughes, selected by your LA Kings at the most recent NHL entry draft. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Well, thank you. And also joining us, Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, happy to be here. Excited to get going here. So, Jack, let's just start off. Uh, what was the experience in Montreal like? I know that's sort of a, a big question, but had you ever experienced anything like that before? Um, No, not really. Uh, it was really cool. I think especially being in Montreal, uh, like there were tons of fans outside the building kind of both days of the draft leading up to it after it. Um, so it, it was really cool. And my, my family and both of my parents grew up in Montreal. So, um, it was, you know, I got to visit my grandparents, uh, cousins and stuff like that. So it was a, a fun overall trip. Ballpark. How many people were in the building from your family? Um, probably like six, I want to say six. Um, my, my, my grandparents were saying to me, or my dad's parents were saying to me that they didn't go to my uncle's draft. Um, and he was picked, I forget what year it was, but he was like the 21st or 22nd pick in the draft and, and his own parents didn't go. So they weren't going to come for mine either. They didn't think it was fair, but, uh, 
Um, I had my uncle, my my, my cousins, my and then my my siblings and my mom. I mean, that has to be probably the coolest part of that experience, right? Like you get to take it in with so many people who are close to you. Um, was that even extra special? The fact that it was in a place that you were so familiar with, so comfortable with in Montreal. Yeah, definitely. Um, all kind of all the years previously too that I've visited Montreal, we usually aren't really in the city much. Um, so it was nice to kind of experience the other side of it. Um, and get to do it with, with friends and family. How much did you know about the Kings organization when they picked you? Was it anything? Had you ever been to LA or, or anything like that? Experienced anything with the Kings? I haven't really, no. Um, I didn't, like, never been to California. Um, like, growing up in, in Boston, I never really would watch Kings games because they're always on later. Um, unless they were in the playoffs, I'd watch, but um yeah i didn't really know all too much um going in i was just kind of excited to to be in california for the first time was there anything that uh caught you by surprise about being in california for the first time um not really uh it was kind of kind of what i expected it was um like we got to go to the beach on one of the days and kind of explore a little bit um and it was it was kind of what I expected. It was cool. When uh, we've been asking everybody this for a while now, I'll just get it out of the way. When you go to the beach, uh, I don't I don't know. I've been to Montreal, but I don't know what the uh, recreational lifestyle is like in Montreal. So I'm not sure if there are beaches uh, on. Uh, I think it's uh, a lake city. It's not yeah, a beach. <laughs> yeah. But when you go to the beach, are you inclined to uh, sit on a towel on the sand or bring a chair and then sit on a chair? Uh, definitely sit on a chair. A little bit of both, but I definitely need a chair. All right, perfect. You now, fit right in here. Yeah. What's that? Was, you fit right in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of chair. <laughs> uh, it was an interesting development camp this year in that there were a bunch of guys with NHL experience. There, there were some guys that have been in the system and, and have, have logged some miles. But was there somebody that, that, had an influence socially in the group? Like, was there, did it feel like when you came in that it, there was a team, there was, you know, guys with experience, guys that other people look to, to help run the drills, to help, you know, to guide you around the facility, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you kind of tell that uh, a group of those guys had already been there before, been there a couple of times. Um, and obviously like Byfield was there, Kaliev. So when we're doing, you know, drills with just the forwards, those guys led the way pretty much every time. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool, honestly, to have those guys in that group and, and to be able to play against them, scrimmage against them. Um, I think it kind of just brought, I guess, a little bit the, the intensity up in the camp a little bit because it, all the guys knew that, you know, there's good players there that you're going to need to, to work hard to be good. This year in college hockey, you were one of, if not the youngest player, playing in the NCAA. Um, do you think that that helps you at a at a camp where you're playing with so many different skill levels, NHL guys to just drafted guys that you've already been playing up essentially against older players for so long? Yeah, I think it helped. Um, like there, like I, I think someone asked me if I thought that the scrimmage was a higher pace than you know, like it would be at at Northeastern. Um, 
and I, you know, there's a lot of good players both places. Obviously, there's, you know, guys who have already played in the NHL, but there's also guys, you know, who I played against who will play in the NHL one day. Um, so I think in, in some aspects, it was a little bit of a step up, but it was also, um, I think, being able to play college hockey made that playing against, you know, older players a, like kind of a smooth transition. A lot of times, guys you know, who are 18, they might play a USHL year or, you know, a Canadian Junior A year before going to college. You went at, you know, 17, 18 years old. What was the decision like on your end to be a true freshman in college, play at Northeastern at 18, as opposed to, say, take an additional junior after the NTDP? Yeah, I felt, I felt like I was ready to play college hockey. Um, and, you know, I wanted to challenge myself. I thought it was the best place, you know, for me to get better. Um, and I think I did do that. You know, I had to play a bit of a different way, um, you know, and over, over the course of different points in the season, I had to play a different way, a different role. Um, and I think that helped me and it helped me learn, like, you know, I guess sort of how to, to play at the next level or how I might need to play to, in order to succeed. Were you aware now having that one development camp under your belt and playing with some of those guys you mentioned, can, could you see where the next step has to go? Like, are can you see where you have to improve and, and keep developing your game to make that next leap or, or did it all still feel just like hockey? Um, yeah, I think even beforehand I had a pretty good idea of what I needed to improve on. And that kind of, you know, going to the camp kind of showed me that, you know, I need to, you know, work on getting faster. I need to play with more pace, different things like that. Um, and, you know, it was still July, so it's not going to be, I guess, perfect for anyone. But um, that kind of, I, I kind of realized that that's, you know, going to be a big part of me improving next year and, and getting to the next level. In your eye, what's, what is, how do you, how are you going to deem next season a success? Like, what do you have to do? Never mind the wins, the points, et cetera. But like, what is, what does success look like for Jack Hughes this coming year? Um, I mean, I think this past group or this past year as a group, um, we kind of learned and kind of realized what we can do as a group. Um, you know, we made it to the tournament and lost to a pretty good team in in overtime in the first round. And I think Northeastern's never won a, a tournament game before. So, um, I think losing that game and having it be such a close game, you know, we played pretty well. I think that I learned and we all learned that we we can win against those, you know, big teams, the NCHC teams, whatever it is. Um, so I think for, for next year, I think it's just building off of um, what we did as a group. Like, I don't really have, you know, anything for myself that, that would deem it a, a better season, I guess. I think I just want to work on, you know, what I need to improve on. Um and if I keep trying to do those things and I keep working on them, I think I'm just going to, you know, have better success overall next year. But, um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what we, we can do as a group and, and kind of build from there. Played that NCAA tournament game in my hometown, of Albany, New York. That's really? Nice. Yeah. It was, uh, they, um, yeah, they, I'm trying to think, they, that last goal that we, we were playing against Western and they, scored and i thought it was a crazy save uh that levi made and then yeah, we were looking up 
you're watching here at the office. Yeah, that's a it's a tough way to lose, but um, yeah. I won't make you rehash that one too much, but um, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you got to you got to play with your brother this year at Northeastern. Um, how much did that kind of play a role in, in choosing to go there, and how special was it to be able to play with your brother when you guys are a few years apart? Maybe you'd never really think you'd have that opportunity. Yeah, it was it was definitely really cool. Um, we played on the same line for a little bit, a little stretch until he got hurt, um, but. It was it was cool. I kind of felt like I knew what he was gonna do when when he had the puck. Um, you know, I grew up watching him. You know, listening to him and my dad talk about you know his games, his game, what he needs to work on. So um, that I think that was a cool experience for us to be able to play together, build a little bit of chemistry because I think we we read off each other pretty well. Um, but I I think overall it didn't really have an impact on um, my decision to go there. I think. I wanted to go to a place that was best for me and not, you know, just to be able to play with my brother. But um, that was kind of a, a bit of an added added bonus to it. In this summer, you know, you got to, to go to USA Hockey Selection Camp. Um, how how great would it be to be able to be on that, that 23 World Juniors team? And how is the process of Selection Camp this summer kind of being amongst the best of the best of your age group in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to, uh, to be on that team, uh, I, I mean, I've watched that tournament every Christmas since since I can remember, and it's something I've always wanted to be a part of. Um, the camp this summer was it was kind of a little bit different, just because that that uh, tournament's going on now in August, so that camp was also going on at the same time. Um, but just to kind of you know, especially being at the national program and seeing you know like the old fours come up you know a year after and playing with certain guys there and then now it kind of all comes back together um in that same rink to a lot of the same guys a lot of other players that that came from different places that are really good players so it was it was a cool week it was fun to kind of see some of those guys that I haven't seen in a while and get get back on the ice with them and get some older guys too in a situation like that where you're having to switch or, you know, you're not changing organizations, but you're changing the setting that you're preparing for, you know, maybe three times in the course of four or five months. Do you find that you have to change your approach or your mentality or, you know, even your personality, depending on, you know, where you rank in the in the hierarchy of any of these organizations or what your game is like? Is is it pretty smooth transition or does it take a day or two to sort of remind yourself where you're headed? Um. No, I think it's kind of all the same. Like I want to, no matter where it is, no matter where I'm playing or trying out, I want to, you know, I want to do the same thing. I'm going to play my game. Um, maybe if if someone you know tells me I might have to play a different role, then um, you know, then I'll play that way and I'll change a little bit of what I do. But um, for the most part, going into camps or whatever it is, I'm going to you know do the same thing and play my game. Now, your dad famously uh, announced publicly that he would not be drafting you, and uh, it looked like you guys had a pretty good sense of humor about that across the family. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, did you know? Did you know that that was coming? Was that something that you had talked about, or or did he just trust that you'd know that it was all in good fun? Um, no, we had talked about it a little bit. Um, he, you know, he told me that it was something that he wanted to 
avoid it as best as he could. Um, you know, just sort of with, you know, the, the added pressure and things like that, that I maybe wouldn't realize that, like the severity of it unless I, I actually, it actually happened. Um, so he was like, I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from it as best as I possibly can. Um, so I kind of took that as we're not, we're not picking you no matter what. How often do you, how often do you ask if you play for the New Jersey Devils? Uh, kind of a, a decent amount. Um, like whenever somebody sees the name and I don't know them necessarily, it's always, there's always a couple of questions like involving that to some degree. And, um, you know, what's, uh, what's your relationship been like with the, the San Luis family? Um, you know, talked to a couple guys at the NTDP mentioned you live with, with Marty's kid. Um, seemed like your families were pretty close. Um, what's that relationship like and how cool is it to have a friend like that, you know, with you at Northeastern? Yeah, we, um, so we lived together and our parents came like every few weeks and rotated like who was staying with us. Um, so like one week it would be my mom and then Ryan's mom and then both of our, our dads. Um, so it was pretty, it was pretty cool, especially like my dad and his dad would come most weekends together. Um, when, you know, when we had games or whatnot. Um, so it's cool. Like Marty would be there and kind of we get to talk a little bit of hockey, um, which was obviously really cool. Get a little bit of a, a different perspective and from a, a guy like him who played so many years in the NHL, but, um, it, it, it made it really cool, especially, you know, coming into Northeastern this year and having my brother there. And I think it was kind of cool for the both of us. Um, it kind of made it easier to, you know, go in, fit right in with the guys, you know, and, um, kind of just made the whole year easier for, for the both of us. And, um, it was cool. We got to, you know, be roommates for, for three years in a row, which was fun. Uh, any um, superstitions or uh, or you know number preferences or anything like that? Any sort of uh... um, not really. I kind of, I mean, I get superstitious, but it kind of changes kind of from from game to game. Like what knee pad or what skate I tie first, um, little things like that. But nothing, nothing really, like nothing big. All right, Jack, thank you so much for giving us your time today. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing your career play out with the LA Kings. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. Bad calls, dirty slashing. We expect a little bull on the ice. But you know when we can't stand it? When we're tracking packages. Looking up tracking numbers, shipping statuses that never get updated. We call bullshit. So we got Route. It's the free app that tracks everything you order online in one place. Route sends us real-time tracking updates, or we can pop into the app to see where our stuff is on an actual map. Download the Route app in the App Store or Google Play, or head to route.com to learn more. No bullshit, just great tracking. All right, we're talking about the 2022 NHL entry draft. The Kings selected Caleb Lawrence in the seventh round. They traded into the seventh round to get him, and here to talk to us about it, associate coach of the own sound attack, Jordan Hill, and... More importantly, really, Ontario Reign and Manchester Monarch alum, Jordan Hill. Thank you for doing this, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jesse. Definitely spent some good years uh, with the LA Kings organization. So uh, before we get into Caleb Lawrence, any fond memories of uh, of the Ontario Reign uh, or Manchester Monarchs? 
Yeah, a lot. There's my first two years pro. Um, you know, I spent a lot of good good time with some good people there. You know, a few still hanging around the organization, I believe. Um, definitely love walking to the rink in, in shorts as a Canadian kid. So that was uh, that was a treat for me early on when I was 21. All right, so let's talk about Caleb Lawrence. Um, I have to confess, when we were when when day two of the draft started, and the Kings didn't have a first round selection, they traded it uh, along with Brock Faber for Kevin Fiala. A lot of us kind of looked at day two and we're like, "Oh, well, there'll be a trade. They'll trade up. <laughs> they'll you know they'll make some moves." Um, they did. They traded out of the third. I think I could have that wrong. Uh, and then they traded into the seventh round and i don't know that i've ever i don't think i can ever remember a team not having a pick in the seventh round and then trading into the seventh round it feels like at that point um you must really like the guy and then we all hear caleb lawrence's name and we look it up and we go he played two games last year um so surely there must be more to caleb lawrence than two games there's a lot more um i actually love the pick by la you know he had crazy amount of interest for you know the development camps um he's a guy that like you said only played two games last year had some really tough unfortunate balances when it came to injuries um nothing that's going to affect him long term obviously we had the COVID year previously and then he only had 38 or 40 games in his rookie year so there's not a whole lot to see on paper when it comes to Caleb Lawrence um but as a staff myself included he is an exciting player he's um like I said, I love the pick by LA because he's a guy that has a tremendous upside. You know, that seven round pick could you could look in two years from now and be like, wow, that kick should have been a you know second, third rounder. So that's a, it's an exciting pick, I think, for the LA Kings. So what 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 were the injuries that limited him to two games in the 2021-22 season? He had a, a minor shoulder injury when he was with Columbus at their um, prospect camp, I think in late August, early early September. And then came back, rehab from that. Again, I think it was just an AC joint, nothing serious. Got tangled up with a player, overextending. Um, honestly, it would have hurt anybody. Um, had nothing to do with his previous shoulder injury. And again, that was required surgery. So we lost the year from that. And again, waiting around in Canada, trying to get surgery. Took a little longer than it probably normally would. So he ended up speeding that up and getting it done, I think, in New York. Um, and then, yeah, he's going to be healthy, ready to go. Um, come uh, come September. Now he's a big kid. He's six foot six. I think he might get a little bit bigger. You never know. Um, is he a big lumbering type? Is he a big fast type? Like what? How does that size impact yeah, the game? It's a great question. That's probably you know you'd always wonder with the big guy what kind of player you're getting. He might be obviously for a big guy. You know the feet. You're always question. You always look at you know. I've obviously seen him the most when he was 16, playing 40 games. And then we, we lost the season with COVID, and he only played two last year for us. Um, he's gotten himself in tremendous shape um, last year, especially. That's why it's really unfortunate he got hurt. His, his stride definitely has um, some improvements that can still be made with it being a six foot six, six foot seven guy. But this kid, with his hands, you watch a guy that size and have the finesse and the skill set that he possesses with. He would have good hands for a guy at 5'10". It's incredible to see a guy that big protect the puck and do what he does with the puck. So it's an exciting pick, like I said, for L.A. And as a Owen Sun Attack coach here, I'm excited to get him in the lineup because we're uh, he's going to be a big uh, 
big presence for us uh, this year. The older I get, the more hockey I watch, the more I come around to the idea that what you can do with your body is almost less important than what you can do between your ears. Um, you yourself are a player. Now you're a coach. You've coached this player. So never mind his, you know, on ice awareness, his hockey IQ, but just sort of his, his wiring, his makeup. He's had a lot of adversity tossed at him early on. How has he handled it? That's a great question. That's definitely the mental makeup is, is crucial to, you know, making it or not, essentially. Um, he's definitely, like I said last year, he came in the sh- probably the best shape I've ever seen him, um, which is something he needed to do. You know, knowing him as a young 16-year-old, there was a lot to learn at, at that age. Um, he, he ended up figuring it out, it seemed like, and he came with that determination, ready to go. Like I said, best best body fight he's ever had under 10% for a guy that size. He was ready to go. Um, no question, hit some uh, some road bumps last year, um, but I've worked with him multiple times on the ice when he was close to coming back. He pushed the envelope. He pushed himself. Um, so I think this is a, one of those short-term pains, but he'll uh, benefit um, a, lo- you know, a lot out of uh, going through this adversity at this young age. Now, I only had a chance to talk to him once or twice during the development camp we had here in L.A., but there's a very small group of players. Um, Jack Campbell is the sort of standard bearer in my mind for this group, and it's guys that when you say their name out loud, somebody can't wait to tell you what a good kid they are or what a good guy they are. And Caleb Lawrence was here for five days. And I can tell you that I already heard from two different people how great it was to deal with. Like, good kid. That's awesome to hear. Super positive experience. And and in my own limited experience with him, I, I feel the same way. Seems like a great kid. Is that the, is that the, keep calling him a kid. Apologies. But is, is, that no, the guy that, no. is that the guy that you know? Yeah, it's exactly the guy I know. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, talking to a much, much mature Caleb than I knew, like I said, when he was 16. Um, he's a kid that is very, you know, even keel, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, keeps his emotions in check. Um, very mature in that route. And like I said, as a, as a coach here, I just want to get him the lineup because I know he can do big things in our league. And I'm what's excited the, for that. What's the ceiling for Caleb Lawrence? Like, what, I don't know if there is one. Like, that's, right, well, that's what I mean. Wow. All right. Well, what's the best bird? Like we, we do this thing. Jim Fox always talks about. You know, is this player, whoever we're talking about, is he good enough to be on a Stanley Cup winning team? Um, and so the example, the easiest one is to say, like, Blake Lazat. We all love Blake Lazat. He's incredible. Okay, is Blake Lazat good enough to be the fourth line center on a Stanley Cup winning team? Incidentally, the answer we've always come up with is yes, we love Blake Lazat. But is, is Caleb Lawrence, is there a role for him on an NHL team that makes a run in the playoffs someday? Not tomorrow, but at some point in his career. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the new age player, you got to be able to skate first and foremost. That's the the new NHL. It's fast, high pace. Um, so definitely an area he continues need to need to work on. But I think he's not below average in that regard, um, especially with his size. Um, and then those big guys are kind of getting weed out, weeded out if you don't have the skill set. Well, he has the skill set. He can make plays under pressure. He can control the puck down low. He can be that guy that, you know, if, if he wants to hang on to the puck, you're not getting it off of him. And that's a big, big, um, big, big asset come playoff time, especially when you're trying to grind teams down low, you know, controlling things in the offensive zone, getting the, the changes. So fresh guys are coming out. You're wearing down other teams' top lines. You're wearing down guys. Um, he's a net front guy for us, obviously, in the power play. That's a huge presence with that big body and being able to do things with, like I said, skill set, finding those little keyholes, 
um, you know, picking the puck up and pulling it to his backhand, roofing it, like all those intangibles around the net he has um, to go along with, like I said, protecting the puck in the corners and that size that's, um, I mean, watching our guys defend him in practice, it's it's almost comical. It, it's it's hard to defend against a guy that size that can move and protect puck and, and make those plays with his hands like he does. So it's, I'm excited as a coach, like I said, so I'm just ready to get him going. When when there's a guy that size, and he's a forward, not a defenseman, so this question might not apply that often. But when you have a guy that big and he's trying to uh, dispossess somebody of the puck, you can do it, you know, you can apply pressure, you can cut down the angles, you can lift the stick, or you can just annihilate the guy. Uh, which is he more likely to do with that size? Great question. Um, like I said, I, I've only seen him in a game twice in two years Right. Um, as a coach. I saw him as a 16-year-old, little timid, under, you know, getting his feet wet. But I will say one of our toughest defensemen, Andrew Parrott, um, last year, um, and this guy was in a yellow jersey. Yeah, I'm talking about Caleb Lawrence as in the injury, no no contact. Well, he went into the corner 50-50 puck with him, and they were, for whatever reason, on each other that, in that drill. He went in full speed annihilation mode and they ended up fighting. And it's, it was fun. It just showed the, the, a new side of Caleb that I hadn't seen because he hadn't been on the ice in a game situation where it's, it's killer be killed essentially. And he went in there against one of our toughest defensemen, if not in the league, um, you know, with that mentality, which was a, a huge, uh, huge thing for me to see that out of Caleb. So I, I can see him definitely going into the corner and being miserable to play against. <laughs> Well, listen, I, uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will know that one of our rules is never fall in love with a backup goalie. And I apply the same rule to uh, prospects because you just never know. But I got to admit, I'm rooting for Caleb Lawrence. Uh, so, Jordan Hill, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Jesse.